You're listening to the Health Coach Nation podcast. My name is Haley Rowe, and I'm a business coach for online health coaches who want to attract their ideal clients, stop feeling defeated by their never-ending to-do list, balance a healthy lifestyle with their growing business, and stop overanalyzing what everybody thinks of them so that they can confidently own their message and online presence. On this podcast, we dive deep into health information you can share with your clients, business strategy tips, and more. Let's get to it. Hey everyone, today's episode is a clip from day two of my three-day consistency challenge that I hosted in my Health Coach Nation free Facebook group. If you missed the challenge, the prizes are no longer available, so you're going to hear me talking about prizes and yelling people's names, and just know that that is because this was once a Facebook Live and I was talking to the people watching So just disregard all of that. But one thing you can do is book a free strategy call still. That opportunity still applies. And if you would like to apply for that, you can go to HaleyRowe.com slash strategy hyphen call. You'll hear me mention it a bunch of times in the video. But other than that, sit back and enjoy today's show. One more thing before we get into today's podcast, and that is I am announcing a podcast contest, which means if you listen to the podcast and you have a favorite episode, a favorite lesson you've learned, a favorite quote, anything from the podcast and you share a screenshot of the podcast, a link, a clip, whatever from the podcast on your Instagram, either in your stories or on your feed or on your Facebook page and you tag me you will be entered to win prizes. Now, how to tag me? You click the app button, and then you type in my name. So my name on Instagram is H-A-I-L-E-Y underscore R-O-W-E, Haley underscore Rowe. And on Facebook, I'm facebook.com slash official Haley Rowe, or you can just tag me at, if you type in the at sign and type in Haley Rowe, you should see my page pop up. So that's how you enter, and you can enter as many times as you want all throughout July, and I will be announcing a winner in August. Some of the prizes include gift vouchers towards my private coaching, um, chlorella, which is a superfood, and it's $120 in value. It's um, one of the most nutrient-dense foods on the planet, according to NASA and the United Nations. You can learn more about the algae at HaleyRow.com slash algae. I have a whole podcast about it. And um, I might announce more prizes as we go um, along the month. But those are definitely two of the prizes. So be sure to enter. The more you enter, the more chances you have to win. And I can't wait to hear your favorite things about the podcast. Thank you so much. Let's get started. Here we go. Welcome back to day two of the three-day consistency challenge. My name's Haley Rowe. I'm a business coach for health coaches, and I work with them on booking clients they love, creating a profitable business, and going beyond their health coach certification and actually making a return on that investment and really creating something that they can be proud of and be consistent with. And today we're going to talk a little more about consistency. Yesterday we talked about how to become a more consistent person, what that really looks like. And today we're going to talk more about how you can overcome some of the excuses. I'm taking a bunch of your guys' questions or 
things that you said you wanted to be more consistent with in your business or your health or your life. And we're going to talk a little bit more about how to actually do that and overcome the day-to-day -day things that get in the way. Um, but one of the things I wanted to remind you is that if you are in the Facebook group and you're commenting on the videos, you're engaging in the challenge, you share the video with your friends or um, on Instagram or whatever, you'll be entered to win prizes. The day one prize was Primal Kitchen Cookbook. Day two, it's $40 in value. Day two is $120 in value, so it's even bigger. Um, and that is Energy Bits. So it's 30 three servings of energy bits, which is um, spirulina, which is really good for boosting your energy. Um, it's good for if you're going to do a workout, can boost your, your endurance for that. Um, it's good for focus and mental clarity. And it's really high in B vitamins. It has uh, all the amino acids in, that, in there. Um, so it's just really a healthy thing. And I know you guys are health coaches, so I thought you guys would like that. Um, and by the way, I have a podcast on that. If you're like, what the heck is spirulina? Go to haleyrow.com slash algae, and you'll be able to learn more about that. That's A-L-G-A-E. Hi, Claire. Thanks so much for uh, watching and joining. It's good to see you again. And um, we're going to get right into it. So before we get into a, a question I got via email last night that I wanted to actually dive deeper into, um, I wanted to talk about the importance of resetting yourself when it comes to consistency and bringing your best. So a lot of times, the the main objective or thing getting in the way of us being consistent with our habits is we drift, right? We lose our focus. We get distracted. We have shiny object syndrome. We want to do everything, and then we end up doing nothing, right? So the thing that I wanted to bring up is one of the things that I have to do a lot of the time is do reset rituals, meaning if I know I want to be consistent with something and I find I'm finding myself feeling drained or burnt out or like uh, discouraged, I always go to my reset rituals to replenish my energy, to recommit to the, um, the new habit because when you recommit, it brings back that new feeling. It brings back that novelty feeling. And, and a lot of people love that feeling. And that's why people kick off the year so strong or kick off a new program so strong. But what do you do when you start to, it starts to lose that, that novelty? And what I do is the reset ritual. So for me, a reset ritual like this morning, I'll use this week as an example. I'm feeling a little drained because um, I just have had a few different changes go on this week. I've, um, I've did not done my workouts, which are always my, my thing that anchors me and gets me ready to go. I've been doing walking instead and it's kind of lame and I really miss going to the gym. So today my reset ritual is I blocked out time to go to the gym, do my sauna, which is my other thing that's I've been neglecting lately. And I'm recommitting to replenishing my energy and self-care because actually that's the best use of my time if I want to stay consistent with the things that I want to be doing because otherwise I feel drained and I go at it with a crappy attitude and when you have a crappy attitude um, your results aren't going to be good right so if you're if you're responding to emails and you're in a bad mood you're probably not going to respond very well <laughs> and you're probably not going to have the same um, like positive energy be and and be have that come through than if you're doing things when you're not feeling super good. So um, 
walking is lame. I love walking, Jessica. It is like my thing, but I just, I really feel like I'm turning into a pile of mush and I hate that feeling. <laughs> so, um, okay. So anyways, let's talk about consistency and what your reset rituals are going to be. So when you guys are feeling, because it's going to happen, you guys have to set yourself up to understand that your newness of any new habit you're going to build is going to wear off. Eventually, you're going to have days you don't feel like it. Eventually, you're going to have days where you're burnt out or tired. So what can you do to build in reset rituals and recommit? You can recommit to any habit at any time. You can reset your mindset about any topic at any time. Isn't that fun to know? I love knowing that. So tell me what your reset ritual is. For me, it's the sauna or a workout or journaling or Abraham Hicks, which by the way, Abraham Hicks, I did a um, podcast on that recently. It's HaleyRowe.com slash Abraham hyphen Hicks. And she's kind of my go-to if I need to get like re in the zone. Um, and I'm feeling not motivated. I listen to her audios and it really helps me. So those are some of my re reset rituals. And um, now let's talk a little more about what's going to stop you from consistency and some of one of the emails I got recently that I wanted to read. So I'm leaving your question, you guys. If you have questions you want me to answer tomorrow or today, um, you can either comment them here. But if you want your question to be anonymous, you can email it to me or on my Instagram, I put a little questions thing and um, you can um, fill in your question. And I'll keep it anonymous. I know in the past I've been really bad about saying people's names. I'm not doing that. Don't worry. Okay. So um, let's talk about this email that I got first. And remember to keep commenting, share it, like it, all that good stuff to be entered to win prizes. Okay. Oh, breathing practices. That's a really good reset ritual. And some, if you guys are looking for meditation, by the way, Tara Brock has some great free guided meditations. And, and if you want to be a consistent person, you know how yesterday we talked about pattern interrupts and how important it is to break away um, your focus from autopilot going into an old bad habit. So if you guys want to create a really good pattern interrupt, meditate. Meditation teaches your brain to get re-centered 20 million times because in meditation you're trying to focus on your breath or you're trying to allow thoughts to just pass by without reacting or like you know letting yourself get worked up about it and so with meditation you're getting like the best possible practice you can get at redirecting your focus which is the best possible thing you can be doing if you want to be a consistent person and in control of your habits because you have to create that break. You have to be aware of your thoughts. You have to be able to re-guide your thoughts. So meditation is a great way to do that. Okay, so here's this email that I got, and I want to talk about what we can learn from this and how we can um, be, you know, address it. Okay, so here is the question. What do you do with yourself on days like this? Today, my son woke up crying at 4.30 a.m., this is usually when I wake up and get ready to grind. So I didn't get started on my stuff until 5.30 a.m., which is when I gave up and just let him watch a movie so I could get started. Then it was he and I the whole day. I got a couple things done during his nap time, but I also had to shower. Gosh, I feel like I have my morning ritual somewhat down, but when it comes to the rest of the day, I'm all over the place and I am so over it. Now it's 9 p.m. Central Time, and I need to go to bed and get up at 4.30. Then I work all day tomorrow. 
It blows my mind when I look at women who build these businesses when they have young kids and I have three, eight, five, and two. Okay, that's their ages. Any ideas? Okay, so first of all, I want to say thank you so much to the person who sent this question because it's a real feeling for a lot of my clients who are moms and they're starting to build their business and they have a day job. And you guys, seriously, are my heroes. I'm not a mom, so I can never say like, I understand because I don't. I don't have kids. But I have a working mother who is incredibly inspirational and like, I don't know how she does it. And I've learned so much from her. Um, and so I just want to say, first of all, kudos to you. Second of all, though, let's talk about this message. So the first thing that I noticed about this message is you started only one hour later than you usually do. Okay. Somebody feels her struggle. Jessica. Yeah. Yeah. Claire, thanks for commenting. Um, okay. So here's what I noticed. You started one hour later than you usually do. So right now in that moment, when you're starting late, you have a chance to either decide that the day is a crapshoot or decide, you know what? I missed an hour. What's the most important thing? And how can I make the rest of my day the best of my day? Right? So that's one question I would always ask yourself when you need to redirect. How can I make the rest of my day the best of my day? Past doesn't matter. Doesn't matter that you got off on the wrong foot. Um, and the other thing I would say is what's your next best choice? What's your next best move? Because you can't always control what's thrown at you during the day, but you can control what you're going to do tomorrow, what you're going to do with this next choice, what you're going to do with this next moment. So always have that question to guide you. Okay. Enjoy your dinner, Claire. I'll talk to you guys soon or, or talk to you soon. Um, okay. Then let's talk about the other part of what you said. So nap time is when you really are able to get a lot done, right? So you have to treat nap time as like the most precious seconds of your day and choose to put the highest income producing activity during nap time. So it might be your um, daily networking, building, re building relationships. It might be um, something for you like planning your free challenge. It might be contacting or following up with potential clients that you've already spoken to. You have to choose what the highest income producing activity for you is. And during that nap time, it is like go time, right? And actually what's, what's a really positive benefit of giving yourself less time or having less time to do things is you step up and rise to the occasion. If I give myself three and a half hours to produce a podcast and put it out and do the newsletter and blah, 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 I will take that three and a half hours. But last week I gave myself two hours or an hour and a half and I made myself find a way to do it. Was it perfect? Was it the best podcast I've ever put out? No. Was it the best quality that I've ever put out, like sound-wise? No. Did I get it done? Yes. Is that okay for now? Yes. Am I going to improve the next podcast? Yes. Okay. So that's what I would say there. The other thing is um, how, like, you know that this is a problem. You know that sometimes your days get away from you. And you know that sometimes your kid wakes up crying at 4.30 a.m. So instead of saying, like, ah, oh, I feel powerless, whatever, give yourself the gift of being like, I know that this is probably going to happen at least one to three times a week on average. So what am I going to do to um, make sure that I'm still hitting my weekly targets, like look, look big picture, and know that I'm going to have a few days that are a little, you know, not so 
focused? How can I make room for what I need to get done um, and still shoot for my targets, even though I know about three days for about four hours, they're going to be lost because of this, you know, because my baby needs me. Um, so that's the first thing. The other thing is, um, like, you think about your choices as a bank account. So you have choices that deplete you and that um, make you feel powerless. And you have choices that are good investments and have a return on your investment. So when you notice yourself feeling like, you know, in this email, it says, you know, if I don't know how all these other women do it, like, is that a thought that serves you? Or is that taking you um, away from what's empowering and what's going to be solutions oriented? Um, that would be one thing I would say is, is think about what are the choices that can empower you and be solutions oriented. And one of my ideas for moms always is if there's another mom who's a working mom and you guys can plan like a little kid swap out, you know, like I'll take your kids four hours on Tuesdays and um, you'll take mine on Thursdays, for example. And you guys can give yourself those power hours and kind of teamwork it out. That's a great thing to do. And somebody who's really cool to follow if you're a mom and a business owner is um, Rachel Hollis. She has a lot of really good podcasts on like how you juggle it all. And, and she, um, in her book, one thing that I really want to share with you is don't compare yourself to the other women. So a big part of your email was, well, a small part, but is, is still notice it. It blows my mind when I look at women who build these businesses and they have young kids. So right there, you are comparing yourself and comparison we know is a thief of joy. And when it comes to comparison, um, like you don't know their full story. And one of the things that Rachel Hollis said in her book, Girl, Stop Apologizing, is the story about how um, in the beginning of her book, she says something like Anne Curry or like some reporter or like boss babe woman whatever was interviewed on um the today show and they were like how do you do it all and she was just like oh i just have a lot of energy or she said something like that and um and what was so crazy to me is or what was so crazy to rachel hollis is like that's such bs and she's creating this fake story for all these women who are like crap like okay so she just has a lot of energy so i'm like a loser but what we, what she wasn't saying was she has like a chef, she has a personal assistant, she has, um, you know, a nanny, all this stuff, right? And um, and so it, it gives women this false picture that you know we can be just doing it all all by ourselves. But we, what you didn't, what she didn't say is like I have a team behind me that makes this all possible. I have an assistant, I have um, a nanny, whatever. So. Remind yourself that you don't know the whole story. And just like Jessica commented, thank you so much for commenting, is what else is true? Always, anytime you feel defeated or you feel um, like you're telling yourself a lie or an excuse, it, ask yourself what else is true. So there are moms with three kids who are very young who um, get a nanny or, or find a way. And so it is possible for you. It just takes a little navigating. It takes a little not beating yourself up and saying, what can I, you know, how can I work this out? Always ask yourself what else is true. Okay. So the other thing is, like I said, plan for when this does happen because it's going to happen. You know, you're, you're going to have days where your kids are just 
needing a lot of attention and whatever. So when this happens, what can I do? How can I reshift my priorities for the week? And the other thing is, um, ask yourself if, so you, you said you have your morning ritual down, ask yourself, what's the next segment of my day that I can really start tweaking and looking at and improving? We want to take things small steps and meet yourself where you're at. So maybe now you look at nap time and you think about how what's the top priority you can get done there, like I said earlier. Um, or maybe it's dinner time and after the kids go to bed. Maybe that's your next segment of your day that you're going to work on setting some intentions and improving. Uh, and then the last thing is remember, especially for all the moms out there, that that there are life is seasonal and when you have young kids, it's a season of your life that you will never get back. And sometimes it just requires a little shift of, of priorities. And, you know, there's seasons, I always say there's seasons of push and there's seasons of patience. This comes from Elizabeth, Elizabeth Benton again, who I love. Um, and so what you have to do is during those seasons, ask yourself what's most important. What am I willing to let go of? What am I um, willing to outsource, you know, and you might just have to, um, you know, adapt for that season and know that later you're going to have more time or you're going to have more, um, freedom to, to work on your business. So don't beat yourself up. Don't compare yourself to others. Start with the next segment of your day that you can start improving and never, never give in, never give up a whole day just because one thing went wrong. Right. So there's always one more good choice with, within you and one more thing you can do to, to make yourself feel a certain way, generate any feeling that you want within yourself. Okay. Yes. Claire says, please focus on your family first, young moms. They grow up so quickly. And I want to just go back to my mom. So my mom is a warrior and um, she, I had a nanny growing up and she, um, she always set this, this standard, like, for me as a mom, as a working mom that I could do anything that I wanted to do and that you can have it all and that it is possible, but she never missed anything important for me. Like if there was a, um, a show that I had like a voice recital or something, she was there and it was just like a really empowering message that she was sending to me by seeing her working and setting a good example and doing what brought her confidence. Like it was really a cool thing. Okay. So now let's move on. Let's talk about some of the things that you guys commented about what you want to be more consistent with and some initial action steps that you can take. All right. So who's still here? How are you doing? Scale of one to 10. How do you feel about your ability to become more consistent right now? Your ability based on the tips we've given so far. I want to know, scale of one to 10, 10 being I'm feeling really empowered and ready, one being uh, I feel really inconsistent still. Okay, so now let's talk about the comments. So I asked you guys in this group, what are some things you want to become more consistent with? And um, these were some of the things that you said. So I'm going to go through each one and talk about how you can actually become more consistent with it. Um, first one was daily confidence. So, okay. When you say daily confidence, here's the thing about confidence that everybody forgets. Confidence is built through action and built through competence. There's something we call the competence, confidence loop, okay? Competence, confidence loop. And we have to be able to build our confidence 
through developing our skill set and taking action. Oh, okay. So thank you so much for commenting three on your scale one to 10. What would make it a 10 for you and how can I help? Let me know in the comments and we'll, we'll go there. So, um, that's the first thing. So if you're trying to build your daily confidence, ask yourself, what skills do I need to be able to do that? Who do I need to talk to, to boost my confidence? Do I need a course of a, a um, coach, a podcast, something that's going to make me feel in alignment with my confident self? Like for me, whenever I need a confidence boost, I really like to um, ask myself, like, what are my strengths? What have I personally been able to do on my journey um, that I can share with my clients? What's like a business podcast on a certain topic that I really need to learn? Um, is there a course or something I can do to further personal develop myself? Because And ask yourself what your actions are showing. How are you spending your own time and your own money? Because one of the things that I see a lot with coaches is they're afraid to charge a certain amount or they're afraid of sales or they're afraid of money or whatever, and they've never invested in themselves. So we have to think about this thing called the mirror effect where your clients and, and what you're able to feel comfortable doing are things you've been able to do. So if you've invested in a coach and you've paid a significant investment for you, you can feel completely confident um, offering value to your clients because you've done it before, you know it added value to your life, you know you made that back that investment. And so think about the mirror effect anytime. If you're making choices out of scarcity, out of out of fear, you're not showing up confidently, your clients are usually not gonna feel confident either about it, right? So that's the first thing. Just think about the competence, confidence loop and what you can do to take action. The second thing is, um, the, the, the second comment was, I wanna become more consistent with my morning ritual okay so first of all who, who here has a morning ritual yes or no yes or no it's really really a, a game changer um so this question came from somebody who's very disciplined and he shared his his morning ritual with me and one of the things that i would say to him because he said he's not being consistent with it yet is actually start with just making yourself get up at a certain time, get out of bed at a certain time, and make your coffee, like, or whatever is easy for you in the beginning. Because first, you just got to get yourself accustomed to giving yourself enough time to do the ritual, but you don't actually have to do it. And, and that's the same thing with people who want to, like, start morning exercising. You might just start by making yourself get up at that time and and getting yourself acclimated to that for the first week. And then the second week, you added five minutes walking. And then by then, by two weeks later, you're feeling really accustomed to that. And now you're ready to start exercising in the morning. So that'd be one of my tips there. Um, then another comment said, fear of making money, fear of sales. I'm, I want to be consistent with my sales and all of that. But I'm just fearing, feeling fear around it all of a sudden. And she said, all of a sudden, I'm feeling it. So what usually happens when you're feeling it all of a sudden is you had a bad block of calls or you had a bad block of people you connected with or you're not connecting with your ideal clients. And it started to make you shut down a little bit. And I actually was talking to a client about this two weeks ago. She was saying that she just felt off a little bit because she had a few no-shows or she had a few bad, you know, eggs. Um, and it started to define her confidence. And so one of the things that I really recommend and when I'm in a funk that I, is a game changer is instead of measuring your confidence 
you by by what happens by the outcome right by the results by what's going on externally measure your progress by how you feel like you're showing up how enthusiastic you are about what you're offering how confident you feel about how you prepared for those calls that is the best way to boost your confidence and keep yourself going and keep yourself enthusiastic on your journey to being consistent because it's in your control. And when we could, when we just have a few people who maybe weren't a fit for us, who maybe, um, you know, just weren't ready for what we had to offer, whatever, you can make up any story you want about why they're not ready. <laughs> it's up to you. But you can fully control how you felt about how you showed up. Did you follow through? Did you bring your best energy? Did you prepare? Did you, um, you know, ask for feedback after why they didn't want to sign up? Because those things empower you and those things keep you showing up better and better. And therefore, your results will get better. All right. So well, who said something? La, 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 la. Okay. That's exactly what I've planned to get exercise routine started. Yes, Claire. I love that. Awesome. Okay. So now let's move on to the next comment that I got. Is this helpful? If you want me to talk about something else, I totally can. Just comment. Just comment. We were going to talk about excuses today, but I think that this is going better. And maybe tomorrow we talk about excuses. Okay. So the third thing is um, somebody said that they really, oh, and by the way, for the person who said they struggle with sales and fear of making money, uh, there were two other things that I wanted to say about that. First of all, if I was afraid of sales and if I was afraid of um, making money, I would not have had the clients that I've gotten to work with and the clients who've been able to book their first client or sell out their first workshop or create their first group program or sell packages that they feel confident about ranging from $1,000 to $9,000. Like if I didn't get my energy lineup, to feel okay with sales and know that it's serving and know that um, I can, you know, it's, it's, it's how you stay going with your mission because you can't sustain your health coaching business unless you are able to make money. Right. So if I had given up on that or felt afraid of sales, I would have never been able to work with those people and never been able to build those connections and that relationship and live out my mission. So it's just part of it. And you have to think of, of people don't usually implement free stuff, usually, right? It's always when they have skin in the game that they're going to take action, feel motivated, um, show up. Those who pay, pay attention, right? And anytime I've invested in something, I'm like, all right, I'm saddling up. I better make use of the, out of this investment. So it's probably the same thing with your clients. Uh, so you got to, it's just one of those things you got to be okay with. And I have a blog on that too. Um, it's HaleyRow.com slash, it's a podcast, sorry, sales hyphen mindset hyphen shifts. And that will give you a few confidence boosters when it comes to sales. Um, all right. Now, and by the way, in the group program, which if anybody has not booked their call yet for um, this challenge offer, the $500 gift voucher, be sure to do that. Book it for next week. And in the group program, there's going to be an entire section on how to feel confident with sales, how to overcome common objections without feeling weird or inauthentic and make it your own. I have literal like actual templates and messages and um, call templates that you can use and make your own, of course. 
but it's going to be very much clear on how you can make your sales process smoother and, and feel good for you. Um, okay. And then the last thing is, okay. So the next comment was, I have, I, I want to be more consistent with setting boundaries. Okay. With setting boundaries. So boundaries in your business means things like I am available for email support from nine to five Monday through Friday. But if you call me on Sunday night at nine o'clock, I probably will not answer. That's an example of a boundary. Another example of a boundary would be I am not going to scroll social media from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. because that's my my focus block. And that is a boundary upset with myself. So when it comes to setting boundaries, I would ask yourself, um, you first just make a list of in an ideal world what you'd want your your boundaries to be. Second, make a list of your responsibilities as a coach and the client's responsibilities as a client because that gets you out of the mentality that um, like you're responsible for every, you know, like you, like it gets you focused on what you can control to make the experience for your clients the best possible thing and gets your focus off of what you can't control and what, you know, that, that, what the client has to do to be able to see the results they have to be able to implement, right? So make that list first um, and make a list of your ideal boundaries for yourself and then pick one to start implementing and start with that. And also, if you guys are big um, like worriers or you set time to or you, you have like a people pleaser thing, give your like literally give yourself a time boundary of when you're allowed to worry or have your people pleasing tendencies or have whatever thing that is like getting in the way of you setting boundaries give yourself a time block like i'm not going to worry until five o'clock tonight and i'm going to worry for about a half hour <laughs> i'm going to write down what i'm worried about but if my if my thoughts go to worry during the day and it is getting me away from my boundaries and it's making me do things i don't want to do um i'm going to pause and be like okay save that for five o'clock write jot it down you can come back to it later because it just trains your brain like we're setting some boundaries here we're getting focused on what matters and you can do the old self stuff later and that's the same thing with um introverts and shyness because that was so i'm going to move on to another common um thing that you guys were commenting in the group about what you want to be more consistent about and that was um like being being more confident and, and showing up better and the thing I, I said about being an introvert and being a business owner is give yourself little introvert breaks so that you can push through your introvertedness for a time block of the day and you understand that that's part of your job because you as a coach are your own marketing coordinator, your PR director, your um, own virtual assistant, your own spokesperson, the face of the brand, la di da. So you have to have all those jobs. And if you're an introvert, you can't be your marketing coordinator because you're afraid to talk about yourself, right? So at, give yourself an introvert break later and then focus on stepping out of that for your day job, right? Okay, moving on. Who's still here? How are you doing? How are you feeling? Say, I'm feeling good or I have a question. If you have a question, let me know. We can focus on that. Okay, now moving on. Um, somebody commented that they want to be more consistent with content that is meaningful to their niche okay so this is going to be a big part of the of the group program and i'm going to give a lot of strategies on how to become more consistent 
um, in your content planning and how to actually write content that's not just inspiring to people, but actually is like, okay, I want to talk to this person for a call, or I want to be on their newsletter list, or I want to join their program, right? So um, that's that's good. We're going to dive into those strategies in the program. But from what I would say for right now, here's here's what's really important. You first. One of the things that has helped me become way more consistent with content is uh, little notes in the notes app on my phone. I keep ideas, quotes from podcasts, um, things that I just am, am noticing with clients, like their problems in one big master document. And it is messy. It is ugly. It is messy. Sometimes I'm writing, I'm doing the voice recorder on my phone while I'm driving saying like, oh, I just heard something really good in a podcast. I want to share that whatever. I have this master brain dump document. Okay. And in that document, I also add when people join my Facebook group and they answer the question, what's your biggest struggle or goal when they, uh, it's a prerequisite question to join the group. I compile those answers in my notes app because I, so I constantly have ideas about what to post about constantly know my audience, constantly know my niche better than I know myself. And I've done market research, which is something I'm going to do in the group program with you guys and how to do that. Um, and I have all those people's responses as well as a way to start generating content that speaks to my audience. So I have that notes app on my phone, right? And then what I do is if you can set aside 90 minutes to two hours, it's got, it's going to take longer in the beginning because you're just not fresh and new with it. But if you can batch your content and look at those notes apps and then take some ideas and put it into some posts like Monday, here's the post, Tuesday, here's the post. It's going to be a lot easier than if every day you're like, what should I post about? Oh, it's time to post, I guess. Oh, I got to throw this together. So it's a great way. It's, it's important to batch. I do it on the treadmill. I get my mind creative juices flowing and I just walk really slow on the treadmill and I write, write, write on my phone and copy and paste it as the days go by. That has really helped. And the other thing when it comes to content that's meaningful to your niche, to start getting your creative juices flowing, really um, make yourself jot down like 20 catchy headlines because every post is going to start with a catchy headline. It's going to be something like, for my audience, it'd be something like um, stuck with booking clients or do you have a nightmare client? or um, struggling to be consistent with posting on Instagram, those are would be some example headlines. So I would ask you guys to jot down 20 good ideas for headlines that are going to catch your ideal client. And, um, and then from there, you can start to flesh out the ideas or the tips within the post. Um, so the other thing with content though, is you have to know your ideal client first and you have to really know what they want. And if you don't, if you haven't validated that with market research yet, and you haven't done the free niche training at HaleyRow.com, start there because it's a waste of time to just guess what your audience wants. And if you have a small audience in the beginning, you do need to do market research one-on-one -on -one with people, gather a few responses so that you're not um, stuck and you're not having any, you know, like, so you can build that audience. Okay. So that'd be what I'd say. Is that helpful? I hope so. Comment yes, yes, or no. And comment if you have any other questions. And now let's move on to um, 
somebody else's comment, which is I struggle to be consistent with my diet actually and eating bread and sweets. Okay. So you guys are health coaches. So I always love talking about health because you can use the stuff with your clients, right? Um, and what I would say with diet or, or eating breads or sweets or whatever is ask yourself, first of all, like ask yourself what represents an improvement for you and go back to yesterday's video and watch the good, better, and best um, scale choices. So one of the things I said yesterday is you don't have to skip to eliminating all carbs out of your diet, you know, if you eat 12 pieces of bread every single day. But instead, what you can do is say, okay, what represents an improvement for me? What's the good choice here? What's the better choice? And what's like my best self choice? And, on, and I want to just remain on that scale from now on, good, better, best. So good might be if you're eating 12 pieces of bread, which I'll make it up, but um, it might be six pieces now or eight pieces now or 10 pieces. Okay. But it's an improvement. Better might be six pieces of bread. Best might be you finally cut off bread or you finally find a healthy alternative to bread and you eat three pieces of it. Okay. Whatever. So that would be the good, better, best scales. Something I always recommend. And the other thing is, um, asking yourself, like, can I sit with the uncomfortable feeling of not uh, doing what I usually do? And the way to do that is create the pattern interrupt. So again, I would say yesterday's video is more your style um, to talk about like how to break bad habits. Okay, now, what other questions do you guys have? Who's still here? Thank you again for watching, Claire. Hi, Tigress, thank you for watching and thanks for um, your questions. All right, woo woo, okay. The other thing that people were saying I really struggle to be consistent with is getting, like coaching itself. Like I'm a new coach and I don't have a ton of clients and so I feel weird promoting myself because I don't have the experience that other coaches have, right? So here's what I would say about that. Um, First of all, you have to start with your own story as a coach. So what have you been able to do? What results have you been able to create for yourself? And also, um, what is like, like the only way, like I said, going back to the competence, confidence loop, the only way to build your confidence is to get some clients. So what would you feel comfortable with? Um, when it comes to starting your coaching business, would it be 30 minute sessions with a few clients just to gather some testimonials and, you know, get some practice, uh, or would it be starting with packages and going with it, but also, um, you know, creating your true client path and, and out, like a lot of people don't feel confident with coaching yet because they haven't developed their coaching methodology or their pillars of their coaching program, right? So that's really important. And that's going to be something we go over in the um, group program. I call it the Create Your Hell Yes Offer Week. And um, we're going to talk about how to take your journey and what you've learned and what's important to you and what your strengths are and put it into this really amazing package that resonates with your audience, that's validated by the market, um, and that's going to not just be something you're making up and hoping that it sells, but you're going to be like, I've tested this. I know. It has the language that my clients need. It addresses the urgent struggles they have. It uses my strengths and what's unique about me, and it's ready to go. And you're going to feel more confident promoting it. Um, 
So that's one thing. And then the other thing is just write down like, what would an experienced coach do? So if I was an experienced coach, what would their coaching entail? What would my program include? How can I start showing up or developing my experience to be more like an experienced coach? I always really like, um, yeah, like anytime I feel stuck with myself and anytime you guys feel like you as a person don't um, deserve something or you, you don't feel confident, ask yourself what would somebody who is confident do? Or ask yourself, um, who's also missing out because I'm choosing to not feel confident? So it's not just about you. It's also about your clients. It's And, and, and also, guys, ask yourself, what is inconsistency costing you? It costs you stuff. Inaction costs you. Taking a self-sabotage choice repeatedly and saying you're going to do better the next time without addressing why you're doing it costs you. It costs you clients. It costs you confidence. It costs you time. And it costs you proving, telling your brain that every time you do something like this, you know, reinforcing that you, you're that kind of person, which we don't want to reinforce that we are a... Uh, inconsistent person. We don't want to enforce evidence that we are, um, that we don't do what we say we're going to do. We want to find the evidence in our life that we can be confident, that we can be consistent, that we have in the past been a finisher and not a quitter. So look for evidence of why you can be confident, why you can do the things you want to do and focus on that more than why, you know, more than stating that you are a shy person and therefore you can't do this or you are um, afraid of sales so you can't do whatever. Okay, the last thing that I wanted to talk about is, um, oh yeah, so somebody said, I'm inconsistent with market research and I'm inconsistent with self-love. So two completely separate things. So market research, I would say book a strategy call because that, that one takes a lot of like, okay, let's look at your audience. Here's the questions to ask. Here's how to get market research. Here's how to provide incentive. The biggest mistake that I see when people are saying I'm really struggling to get market research is they're not providing either. It could be one of three things. Either their um, niche is just not tight enough yet and they're just trying to speak to everybody. And we all know standing for everything means standing for nothing. Okay. And people want coaches who specialize in something specific. So that's one. Two is they are not providing incentive for people to get on a market research call with them. So you might be missing offering something that your audience would find valuable, whether that's a free strategy call with you as a thank you gift, whether that's a free guide of some sort, um, because you have to always think about what's in it for the other person. Okay, so that's one thing. The third reason why market research, maybe you're not having consistency or a, a consistent response with that is just not enough time or, or posting at places. Because I think a lot of people think that if I just post and I don't, you know, if, if that's all I need to do. But it does take a lot of, you know, personal connection with people, um, different platforms that you're posting it in, etc. So I've had clients who have gotten clients from market research because people really appreciate when you are creating something literally for them and their needs. And I personally have booked two clients. I did one, there was a time when I did 10 market research interviews and they were no, they were promoted as no pitch, no obligations, you know, whatever. And they were, I wasn't like trying to make anybody sign up, 
But what happened was um, two people out of those 10 signed up as clients because they were like, wow, you're creating this? When is it launched? It's based on all my needs? Okay, like they value that. So it, it is totally possible to have great results with market research. And one of my clients booked 14 calls within three days um, and booked a client through market research as well. So that part is is possible. It just takes a little bit a little bit of finessing. So I'm happy to help you with that on a free strategy call, which is part of your offer for being a part of this challenge. Okay, guys. So self-love, last one. How do you be consistent with self-love? Well, first of all, what does self-love mean to you? Sometimes self-love to me means discipline and giving myself a little kick in the booty to create the future that I want. And sometimes self-love means getting eight hours of sleep and, you know, or sleeping in or something. Like, what does self-love mean to you? And ask yourself, what's your beliefs around self-care? So a lot of times people think it's selfish. A lot of times people feel guilty for it. A lot of times people think it's a waste of time. I think of it as an investment of your time and it has a high return on investment. Um, so if you can get yourself to start moving towards that thought pattern, that's going to be helpful. And, um, and ask yourself, like, start to pay attention when you do self-care, like how the rest of your day goes, how you're feeling the rest of the day, how, how other things just feel easier, right? Um, so that's one thing. Okay, so who has questions on Instagram or Facebook? Who is going to win that prize? Keep commenting. If you're watching the replay, you're still qualified. You can do hashtag replay and comment your thoughts and your questions. Um, and tomorrow we'll talk more about excuses. Woohoo! Excuses. So, like, what to do if you're saying, I don't know what to do, and you're using that as an excuse, or I don't have enough time, or I'm a perfectionist, so I can't be consistent. I'm all or nothing. We're going to talk about how to become consistent and overcome your excuses that keep you from being consistent. Okay, I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Be sure to get your free gift over at HaleyRow.com by joining my email list. And remember, you can always connect with me and other health coaches in the Health Coach Nation free Facebook group where I post trainings and videos on how to take your health coaching business to the next level. Can't wait to connect with you. Have an awesome day.